Good morning, Nachum. Good have Shabbos, everybody, and whoa. We will be nether talk not only about, a little bit about Parshas Nitzavim, which is the Kriya Satora of this Shabbos. So let's begin as we usually do, that tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Nitzavim. But because of the proximity of the calendar, that this coming Sunday night is the Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah, please God, this forthcoming Monday, Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday, we will do focus on Rosh Hashanah and both review some of the basic laws as well as some of the key machshava for uh, Rosh Hashanah. So to begin with, in this week's parsha, according to the Chinuch, there are no of the mitzvos of the Tariag. None of the 613 mitzvos are. However, you do find in this week's parsha of Nitzavim, parsha Perik Lamid, the Torah has what is known as the parsha of Tshuva whereby the Torah promises us, as the Rambam writes in chapter 7 of Hilchos Tshuva, the Rambam writes in Halacha Hey, a very beautiful idea, Kvar Torah. The Torah promises us, strong word, that Asidin Yisrael, in the future, the Jewish people, are going to Lasso's Tshuva, Besovka Lusan, at the end of the exile, Umiyati Negolim, and then they're going to be redeemed. Shenemar, and he quotes our parsha, the beginning of chapter 30, the Shavta, you will turn to Hashem Elokecha, the Shav Hashem Elokecha, Hashem will return your captivity to Eretz Yisrael. And we hope and pray that many of the ingredients found in chapter 30 of Parshas Nitzavim have begun to be fulfilled and actualize in our day? If so, wow! Now, let's get to Parshas, excuse me, let's get to Rosh Hashanah. The first thing you should realize is that Rosh Hashanah from the Torah is so different than all the other holidays. When it comes to Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos, by reading the Torah, I know exactly what transpired. I know not only that I have to eat matzah, why I eat matzah, that we were rushed out of Egypt, that we all experienced revelation at Sinai, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu housed us in Sukkos during our 40-year stay in the desert, All this is very clear from the Torah. Number one, my friends, the Torah does not use the term Rosh Hashanah. Number two, the Torah does not tell us that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. All this is part of our Torah Sheba'al Peh, the oral law. And not only that, 
even as we'll talk about in a few moments, the mitzvah of shofar, so the Torah does not say explicitly to blow a shofar on Rosh Hashanah. That we learn out from the various psukim in the Torah, that we blow a shofar on the Yom Kippur of the Oval year, which is in the seventh month, and the rabbis therefore learn with Xera Shava that all blowings of the seventh month, including Rosh Hashanah, which is the first day of the seventh month, should be with a shofar. It is, as we say on the first night of Rosh Hashanah, quoting the Pasuk from Tehillim, Bakesa Liyom Chagenu, that the holiday itself is hidden. The nature of Rosh Hashanah is actually hidden in the Torah. Going chronologically, let's understand that starting this, well, even before that, thank you, we have the practice in many communities that we have on the morning of Erev Rosh Hashanah, the Hatoras Nedorim, whereby the individual stands in front of three men who are sitting as a Bezdin and recites the formula asking for the annulment of vows that a person might have uh, erroneously taken a practice upon themselves without saying Bli Neder, and after three times the practice becomes a Neder, and then if he stops, he has violated the Neder, or a person made a commitment and unfortunately did not follow through on this commitment, so we don't go into Rosh Hashanah, don't want to, with the sin of, um, of violating our Nidorim, and therefore we have the practice of HaTorah's Nidorim prior to Rosh Hashanah. If one is not able to do it on this Sunday, we can do it till and Erev Yom Kippur. This year, if you have not yet written a prosbol, I don't want to go into that, but that has to do with Shemitah's Ksafim, which means that loans that a Jew has extended to another, or if one owes bills and they have become like a loan in the sense that has not yet been paid, one is to the one who lent the money, the one to whom money is owned, fills out a prusbal whereby the loan is halachically transferred to a bezdin so that the lender will be able to collect the money after this Rosh Hashanah next year because a prusbal has been written. Sunday is your last chance to write a prosbo. Okay, starting Sunday evening, we make changes in our prayers. In the Shemona Esrei, so we add through Neila of Yom Kippur, we add in the first bracha of Avos, Zachreinu Lachayim, Hashem should remember us for life, Melech Chofetz Bachayim, a king 
who wants life. B'zochreinu and remember us. B'sefer Achayim in the book of life. Why? Why do we want life? L'ma'ancha Elokim Chayim for your sake. Meaning, Hashem, give us the opportunity to serve you. Very, very important factor whereby we're not just looking for life, we're looking for meaningful life. Before the conclusion of the second bracha, we have the addition of Micha Mocha, and instead, and most important, of the third bracha, as we end it all year long, Bracha to Hashem, Hokel HaKadosh, we now change the text of that bracha to Bracha to Hashem HaMelech HaKadosh. That change is so significant that if one, unfortunately, did not change the text of the bracha, and he realizes when he's further in the Shemona Esrei, that during these ten days, a service he made tshuva, starting with the night of Rosh Hashanah, if he did not change the text to a melech, he has to go back to the beginning of Shemona Esrei. The first three brachos are a single unit, and this change is so significant. The concept of Hamelech, whereby, as we'll see, it's not only the theme of Rosh Hashanah, coronating Hashem, but accepting His kingship upon us. In the weekday Shemona Esrei of the bracha of Hamelech Oheb Tztaka Umishpat, we conclude that bracha of Hamelech Hamishpat. There are, at the end of the Shemona Esrei, two other additions, namely, Uchsov L'chaim Tovim, in the bracha of Atov Shemcha, at the end of Modim, and finally we add the paragraph of B'Sefer HaChaim. Good. There's a change in the Kaddish as well, and that is that we add, or the word Le'ela is repeated, Le'ela U'Le'ela. Okay, now, the uh, regarding Erev Rosh Hashanah, we've been saying Slichos for uh, Ashkenazim for uh, this past, starting this past Motsu'e Shabbos, because you need at least four days, Sfardim from the uh, Rosh Chodesh Elul. The Slichos for Erev Rosh Hashanah is long. Whether you go and say it one o'clock in the morning or you say it early in the morning, it's a long, important slichos, getting us in the frame of mind, preparing us, cleansing us for Rosh Hashanah. Okay, now, halachically, the two days of Rosh Hashanah are one unit. They are called a single day, Yoma Arichta, one long day. Now, what does that mean? It means look chumra and not lukula. 
for stricture and not for leniency. So just like any other Yom Tov, I can't prepare on one day Yom Tov for the next, so too on the afternoon of Rosh Hashanah. When I finish my meal, I can't set the table that on the first day on Monday for Monday night's meal. I can't prepare on one day Rosh Hashanah for the next. But since on the night of first night of Rosh Hashanah, I said the Shechianu in my Kiddush, then on the second night of Shechianu, it's a question. So therefore, on the second night of Rosh Hashanah, this forthcoming Monday night, the Minog Yisrael is that at the Kiddush, I have either or a new fruit, which I have not partaken of this season, or a new garment that I'm wearing at the time of Kiddush, and therefore the Shechianu, which there is a question, is it necessary or not, is not only going on the holiday, but it's also going on the new fruit or the new suit that the individual is wearing. After all is said and done, if one does not have the new fruit, they can still recite the bracha of Shechianu on Monday night. Let's go back now to Sunday night. The Minog Yisrael for Sunday night is as follows. You come home from Shul and you make Kiddush. And you say Shechianu as part of the Kiddush. Now, you go to the sink, you wash on the Tilas Yadayim. You come to the table and you recite Hamotzi. Some have the custom of, well, salt should be on the table, not using the salt, but dipping the challah into honey. But then comes something which is most startling. We know the rules. Once you make a hamotzi, that covers all the foods that come in the meal. And yet, this coming Sunday night, after we make hamotzi, the first thing we're going to eat is an apple, and we're going to make a bore pri or eights over the apple, even though we've just made hamotzi. And the reason for this, my friends, is because the eating of this apple is not because I enjoy the fruit, that could very well be, but I'm eating the apple as a ceremonial. If you look in Rashi, and Rashi tells us that when Yitzchak, thinking it was Esav, smells the garment that Yaakov is wearing, and he says, Re'ei reach b'ni, behold, the scent of my son, S-C-E-N-T, the smell, is k'reach sodeh, Asher bercho Hashem, Rashi brings on the spot the apple orchard, reminds us of Olam Haba, the world to come, and our rabbis teach us that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment, not just for the living, but for the deceased as well. It's a ceremonial teaching us that, this apple, and therefore we make a bracha on the apple. The proper way would be I make a bracha bori prior eights. I then take a small bite of the apple. After I swallow, I dip the apple in the honey. 
And then I say the prayer, Yehi Ratzon, may it be God's will, that Shetzachadish Oleinu, He should renew for us Shana Tova Umesuka, a good, sweet year. Okay, there is, as you find in the Machzor, the various simonim, whereby the Talmud tells us that eating of various fruits and vegetables on the night of Rosh Hashanah, accompanied by the prayer that these fruits should cause that our enemies should be destroyed. These seeds of the pomegranate that we eat should symbolize that our zuchuyos, our merits, should be increased as there are the many seeds. So all these different simonim, all these different signs are a kind of personal connection that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And just as the Bnei Yisachar says that Yaakov Avinu gave the Simonim signs to Rachel in order that she should not, he would not be given if Lavan tried to trick him, give him Leah. So Rachel, as we know in her incredible desire not to embarrass her sister, gives over these simonim, but simonim could be a wink. Simonim could be something of a most personal nature. Think we're starting Rosh Hashanah with a simon between ourselves and God, demonstrating our closeness to HaKadosh Baruch That takes place, the different simonim, accompanied by the various prayers on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, we now come to Monday morning, Emir Hashem. We add Avinu Alkenu at the end of Shacharis. Many people start Shacharis earlier on Rosh Hashanah because of the length of the davening. And we now have the Kriyasa Torah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, is the birth of Yitzchak, amazing. We start the year by reminding ourselves the miraculous arrival of Yitzchak, that our very foundation of the Jewish people was founded on a miracle of our matriarch Sarah, giving birth at the age of 90, Avram fathering Yitzchak at the age of 100, and on the second day, Rosh Hashanah, we read the Akedah, the willingness of Avram to give, literally, his most precious possession, if need be, even his child, for the honor of Hashem. Okay, let's go now to... Right before Musaf, we begin the unique biblical mitzvah for Rosh Hashanah, which is the blowing of the shofar. The Torah doesn't tell us why we blow the shofar. However, 
there are different reasons for it, and Rapsadja Gaon, and in the art scroll Machzor, it's actually printed ten different possibilities as to why we're blowing the shofar, to remember not only the revelation at Sinai accompanied by the shofar, and please God, the future coming of Moshiach, which will be heralded by the shofar. The shofar is the coronation of Hashem. And that is a very significant theme which runs through Rosh Hashanah as well as the ten days of Tshuva, HaMelech HaKadosh, emphasizing the kingship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the laws of Shofar are very great. I'm just going to say that we blow 30 sounds before the Shemona Esrei, 30 sounds, the Sephardim blow the next 30 during the silent Shemona Esrei, 10 sounds after Malchios, 10 sounds after Zechronos, 10 sounds after Shofros, and 40 more sounds at the end of the davening for a total of 100 sounds. Who's obligated in Shofar? From the letter of the law, only the men, because it is a positive mitzvah governed by time, like tefillin, like uh, uh, sitting in a sukkah, like taking the esrog and lulav. From the letter of the law, women are exempt. However, the women's bubbies and their bubbies, all the way back, took it upon themselves almost like an obligatory oblig- obligation, and therefore many, many women come to shul. And if a woman cannot come to shul in the Ashkenazic community, she can recite a bracha when the shofar is being blown for her at home. The Svardim women will not recite a bracha, but they will have as well the shofar blown for the women at home. Many shuls accommodate the women and have special blowing of the shofar at different times later on in the day of Rosh Hashanah to make sure that if women were home taking care of the children, they'll have the opportunity later on to hear the shofar. If one knows that they or a relative of theirs will not be able to be in shul on Rosh Hashanah, call. There's still time today, Erev Shabbos. There's still time on Sunday, but do it today. Call your local Orthodox Rav. Tell him you need shofar blown at home, and hopefully he'll be able to provide that for you in your home. We go now to the Musaf Shmona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah, which is the longest Shmona Esrei of the year. What makes it so is that we add three sections to this Musaf Shmona Esrei, and they are 
section of Malchios, the section of Zechronos, the section of Shofros. Malchios from the word Melech, declaring God's kingship. The second theme is Zechronos, that Hashem remembers all, and as a result, He judges on this day. And finally, Shofros, the Shofar at Sinai, the Shofar at Moshiach, God's revelation to man. Now, when you are davening in Shul, and you have a stool in your silent Shmona Esrei, and the Chazan is beginning the repetition, let the Chazan do him, his, you do yours, continue your Shmona Esrei until you finish it. Okay? Now, be aware that Rosh Hashanah is a solemn day because it is a day of judgment. We do not say Hallel on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as they are days of judgment. There is a minhag custom to recite Tashlich, literally the verse from the prophet that we ask God to Tashlich Bimsulos Yom, throw into the depths of the sea our sins. One should not take crumbs and throw them into the flowing body of water on Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because one is not permitted to feed animals which don't belong to them. Your pet you have to feed before you eat your meal. Yes, but here the fish in the respective places where you are going to recite Tashlich do not need your crumbs. They somehow manage without you 363 days of the year without you, so don't throw the crumbs in. Okay? And uh, so that's Tashlich. If one cannot go for whatever the reason for Tashlich on Rosh Hashanah, one could say Tashlich till and through Hoshana Rabbah. So you can drive during the week, drive on Hoshana Rabbah to the flowing body of water and recite uh, Tashlich uh, at that time. Okay, this was not meant to be a thorough and complete, just a basic review of the laws. Let's end with one fascinating, interesting law. And that is as follows. On the one hand, Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. And the Sefer HaChinuch, when he talks about Rosh Hashanah, says, how important is Rosh Hashanah? This is the day that keeps the world going. How so? Because Hashem does and gives us the opportunity once a year to stop, look, and listen, and to focus on our shortcomings, to focus on our sins, to do tshuva. And that way, 
listen carefully, our sins don't accumulate. Because if we didn't have a Rosh Hashanah, and they would accumulate over the years, it would come a point that the world could not exist because of the accumulation of sin. So Rosh Hashanah is a very important day, writes the Chinuch, for the perpetuation and continuity of the world. Good. So on the one hand, we are being judged. So the tour, Shulchan Aruch, quotes the following Reb Chanina and Reb Yoshua taught. Which nation can compare to Israel? Because all other people, if they are on trial for their life, they're not going to wash, bathe, take shaves and haircuts, dress nicely, cut their nails, because they don't know if they are going to live or die, if they're on trial for their life. But Yisrael says the tour ain't okay. We dress Yom Tov Dik, not as flashy as other holidays, but we definitely wear Yom Tov clothing. Those who shave do so before Rosh Hashanah, cut our nails, bathe. Why? Because we are confident that God is going to do for us a miracle and we're going to be inscribed for a good year. Now wait a second. On the one hand, each individual is to be nervous. Why? What's Your life is in the balance. Just because we were given life for this year doesn't mean we will be given life for next year. Okay? However, the community is guaranteed. Am Yisrael will always survive. And therefore, says the altar of Kelm, what should a person do on Rosh Hashanah? Resolve to be a klal mensch, a person that the community needs. I teach the community, I do kindness with the community, I help the community, I'm part of the community. If the community needs me, then God will look upon each individual, not only as an individual, but rather as an important part of the community. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family, and indeed the entire family of JM in the AM, I take this opportunity of wishing everybody a Ksiva Tova. It should be a good year, a year of health for all of Klai Yisrael, a year of Shalom for all of Klai Yisrael, a year of Lamancha Elohim Chaim, that all the blessings that Hashem gives us should be for the purpose of helping us get closer to Hashem. Shabbat Shalom and a Shana Tova to all.